For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Romans, for or against Torah. This is part one of the series. In this teaching, we're going to be sharing with you on the book of Romans, and we're going to be sharing with you insights regarding the book of Romans from a Hebraic perspective. In doing so, we are going to begin by looking at Romans in chapter 1, verse 17, which says the just shall live by faith, and in conjunction with doing a biblical examination of the meaning of these words, we are going to link it with Romans chapters 2 through 4. And in doing so, we're going to see what the Torah and the prophets teach about the righteousness of God and about what God requires for us, and we will ultimately see that the Torah and the prophets teach that we are saved by grace through faith. And that principle that's in the Torah, and by looking at Abraham and his life as a Torah example for us regarding the righteousness of God in his kingdom, we're going to see how Paul's going to apply the Torah principles to faith in Yeshua as the Messiah. And then we're going to look at Romans chapter 7 verses 1 through 4 because these verses are misunderstood in traditional Christianity. So we're going to give you a Hebraic explanation of those verses. And then we're going to look at Romans in chapters 9, 10, and 11. And finally, we're going to conclude the teaching by giving you a Hebraic perspective perspective of Romans chapter 14. So that's what we're going to be covering in this teaching. So let's begin with Romans in chapter 1 and verse 17, which says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So Paul here in Romans chapter 1 verse 17 is quoting from Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4, which says, the just shall live by faith. Now this word faith is the Strong's number 530 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, and it is the Hebrew word emunah. And emunah means to be steadfast, firm, and faithful. 
it means fidelity. And so the just or the righteous in God, they will have the characteristic of entrusting in God. They will be firm, they will be steadfast, and they will be faithful in their trust in the God of Israel. So without faith, without emunah, without firm trust in the Lord, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews in chapter 11, verse 6, it is written, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So we see that there's two aspects to faith in pleasing God. One is believing that he is, and the other is that he rewards those that not casually, but diligently seek him. Faith is believing what God has said. Faith is believing in the promises of God. Paul explains in Romans chapter 9 in verses 7 through 9 the following, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but it's in Isaac or through the promise shall thy seed be called or believing in the promise. That is, they which are the children of the flesh just because you are a descendant of Abraham, that does not make you a child of God. It's the children of the promise that are counted for Abraham's seed. For this is the word of promise. At that time will I come and Sarah shall have a son. So the promises of God are based upon being in covenant relationship with him. In Genesis chapter 15 verse 18 it is written, In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto your seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt under the great river, the river Euphrates. And the one that made the covenant with Abraham is Yeshua. And so we are going to see that by looking at Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, which says, And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I am Almighty God. Almighty God in Hebrew is El Shaddai. So the one that is making covenant with Abraham, he says that his name, is El Shaddai. And it goes on to say, walk before me and be thou perfect. So who is El Shaddai? In Revelation chapter 1 verses 7 and 8, it says regarding Yeshua in verse 7, behold, he comes with clouds and every eye shall see him. Then in verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega, which is the first and the last letters in the Greek alphabet. And if we would put this into Hebrew, you would say it, I am the Aleph and the Tav, the Aleph and the Tav being the first and the last letters of the Hebrew alphabet. So, I am the Aleph and the Tav, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty, the Lord, the Almighty. So, the one that is the Alpha, the Omega, the one that is the Aleph and the Tav is the Lord who is the Almighty or who is El Shaddai. In Revelation chapter 1 verses 7 and 8 is describing Yeshua. And so, 
So Almighty God, El Shaddai, Yeshua, is the one that appeared to Abram and made a covenant with Abraham. We can see this as well by looking at Galatians chapter 3, verse 16, as it is written. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say seeds as of many, but as of one, into your seed, which is Messiah. Now, when Paul said in Galatians chapter 3, verse 16, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made, he doesn't say seeds. He's making a reference back to Genesis chapter 17, verse 7, which says, and I will establish my covenant between me and your seed after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto you into your seed after you. And so to Abraham and his seed were the promises made into your seed, which is Messiah. And Paul goes on to say in Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, that if you are Messiahs, if you believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, then are you Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. So how, by believing in Yeshua as the Messiah, are we heirs of what was promised to Abraham? Well, the only way that that is possible is through covenant. Because whenever you accept Yeshua as your Savior and Lord by repenting of your sins and then having his shed blood be the means by which we receive those forgiveness of sins, you enter into a covenant relationship with Yeshua. And so that's the new covenant, or actually in Hebrew, it would be the renewed covenant. And that covenant is in the context of a marriage relationship. So whenever you repent of your sins and accept Yeshua's shed blood for the forgiveness of your sins, ask him into your heart and your life, making Savior and Lord of your life, you enter into covenant relationship with Yeshua. Now, Yeshua made covenant with Abraham. When you enter into covenant relationship with Yeshua, then you are going to be an heir of the covenant and the terms of the covenant that he made with Abraham. So that is how it's possible, Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, that if you are Messiah's, then are you Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise? That is only possible if Yeshua made covenant with Abraham. So next we're going to see that the God of Israel saves, redeems, or delivers his people on behalf of the covenant promises that he makes to his people. Exodus chapter 2 verses 23 and 24 it is written, And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. And the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And so the God of Israel acts on behalf of covenant and the covenant promises that he makes with his people. And so the covenant promises of God are confirmed by his own oath and by his own integrity to do what he says. We see this in Hebrews in chapter 6, verses 13 and 14 and verse 16, as it is written. And when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no grave, 
greater to guarantee the covenant promise. He swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. For men verily swear by the greater in an oath is a confirmation to them, and it's the end of all debate regarding whether that which you are promising to do will be done. An oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife or doubt regarding the matter. So, it says in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13, when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. We see this in Genesis chapter 22 verse 16. And he said, By myself have I sworn, says the Lord, for because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, that in blessing I will bless you, and in multiplying I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven. Genesis chapter 22, verse 17. We are heirs of the promises of God that he makes and provides to us through covenant relationship. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17, it is written, Where and God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. Now, looking at Romans chapter 4 verses 1 through 3, we can see that Abraham expressed faith or trust in the promises that God made to him. Romans chapter 4 verse 1, what shall we say then that Abraham our father has found pertaining to the flesh? Verses 2 2 and 3. For if Abraham were justified by works, he has whereof the glory, but not before God. But what does the scripture say? And now Paul is quoting Genesis chapter 15 verse 6, that Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. And so Paul is explaining given that Abraham is an example to us, he's the father of our faith because he's the father of the covenant, given that you Yeshua made covenant with Abraham, which is the foundation for the coming of the Messiah, and it's the foundation of our relationship with the God of Israel. Because in Romans, in chapter 15 and verse 8, it says, Now I say that Yeshua HaMashiach was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made to our fathers. And so Abraham is the father of the covenant that Yeshua made with him. And so Yeshua makes covenant with Abraham that goes to Isaac that goes to Jacob and ultimately Yeshua came and died on the tree to confirm the promises that was made in that covenant. And so given that Abraham is the father of our faith or the example, the Torah example to us, as Paul writes in Romans chapter 4 verse 16, was Abraham declared righteous in the eyes of the God of Israel because of his own merit and trusting in his own merit and his own deeds independent and separate from the God of Israel and his covenant relationship with him? No. It was through his obedience and his trust, his faith, 
in what the God of Israel promised him that that trust and that faith in Genesis chapter 15 verse 6 is counted as righteousness. And so we see in Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 that Abraham was given an instruction by the God of Israel and a promise to him if he would be willing and obedient and if he would trust to do the instruction that was given to him to receive the promise that the God of Israel was going to provide through Abraham's faithfulness. Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 it is written, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. So this is the instruction and so the instruction of God comes with a promise and a reward for obeying the instruction. Genesis chapter 12 verse 2, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Continuing on in Genesis chapter 12 verses 3 and 4 and I will bless those that bless you and curse him that curses you and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And so we see then that Abram was leaving his comfortable world, his known world, and he was going to a place that was unknown. And whenever you leave that which is known and comfortable to that which is unknown, it requires faith and trust and confidence to make that step. In making that step, Abram is told that Yeshua, that he's El Shaddai and he's provider and he is Abraham's shield. He's his defense. He's his protector. Genesis chapter 15 verses 1 and 2 and verse 4 it is written, and after these things the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, fear not Abram, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. In other words, I'm the one that's going to reward you for your obedience and I have the power and the ability to do that. And Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing that I go childless and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And behold, the word of the Lord came on him saying, this shall not be your heir, but he that shall come forth out of your own bowels shall be your heir. So the God of Israel makes Abraham a promise. In Genesis chapter 15 verse 5 it is written, and he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell or number the stars if you're able to do so. And he said, so shall your seed be. So Abraham's righteousness is believing in the promise of God. Genesis chapter 15 verse 6. And he believed or he trusted. And the Hebrew word there is the root of the word that's translated as faith. And the word translated as faith in Hebrew is emunah. And the root of emunah, aman, is the Hebrew word that appears in Genesis chapter 15 verse 6. That he trusted, he had faith in the Lord, and the trust and the faith is counted to him for righteousness. So the Torah teaches that it's in and through covenant relationship with the God of Israel. When we believe his promises, when we put our faith and trust and confidence 
confidence in him and who he is and what he has said and what he has promised, that is where we have righteousness. The Torah does not teach that we get righteousness in our own merit independent of the God of Israel and through our own deeds that we do in and of and by ourselves. And in Hebrews chapter 11, there's an enumeration of biblical figures who, through faith and trusting in the God of Israel, established righteousness through that faith, trust, and confidence in the God of Israel. And Noah trusted in the promise of God. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, by faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Noah, in his obedience to the instruction of God, and doing something, and being warned of God of something not seen as yet, he become an heir of the righteousness which is by faith. So Noah didn't establish his own righteousness. His obedience was the way in which he received. So faith is believing in the promises of God over and above what your natural circumstances or situation is. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 it is written, for we walk by faith, that is trusting and believing what the God of Israel has said and his integrity to do it because of who he is through covenant and not by sight, not by our natural situation or our natural circumstances. Now Paul explains in Romans chapter 4 verse 19 that the weak in trust, the weak in faith, they are overcome by the natural circumstances and they believe and act upon what they see as the reality of their natural circumstances rather than trusting or believing in the covenant promises of God. Romans chapter 4 verse 19 is written, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. So if you're weak in faith, you consider your own body or you consider your natural circumstances. And so then strong in faith will trust God and believe his promise that that he's made regardless of the natural circumstances. Romans chapter 4 verses 20 and 21 that Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that that which God had promised, he was also able to perform it. So the strong in faith puts full trust and confidence in the God of Israel, that you're fully persuaded what God has said and what God has promised that he will do, even though things regarding your natural circumstances or situation may be telling you otherwise. And in being strong in faith, the outcome is when God does what he says, it will bring glory to God. So the righteousness of God is believing his covenant promises to us. Romans chapter 4 verse 22, it is written, and therefore it was imputed to him, that is Abraham, for righteousness as we see in Genesis chapter 15 in verse 6. 
So now, righteousness is trusting, having faith in the Lord. Psalm chapter 4, verse 5, it is written, Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Psalm 64, verse 10, it is written, The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. Psalm chapter 31, verse 1, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness. So Psalms say that we are to trust in the Lord's righteousness. Psalm 71, verses 1 and 2. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Verse 2. Deliver me in your righteousness. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, Romans, for or against Torah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.